It's Ash. And Anderson. Giving you embarrassing stories. And cringe-worthy topics. So you can feel better about yourselves. Like become gluten intolerant and you can never have it again. That is my worst nightmare. Oh, that's my boyfriend's worst nightmare, being gluten intolerant and um, lactose intolerant. Although he is lactose intolerant and won't admit to himself. And so every time he has milk, he just shits himself. That's <laughs> once, the dream. <laughs> once I was in bed and he shit <gasps> himself. Mm. Is that redacted? And I had to clean it up. Oh, you are truly the love of his life. Uh, I really am. I mean, patron Saint Ashley... It's got, a great, it's got a great ring to it. Did you really have to clean it up? Why didn't you clean yeah. it up? Yeah. Okay, so to be fair, it wasn't a lactose tolerant incident. He was really sick from Fiji. Like, really sick. I've never seen him so sick in my life. Like, um, he had, like, a bad carver experience. And he just got back and he was so bad and, like, just shitting everywhere. And then in bed, I think, farted and a little bit more than a fart came out. And it was angled towards me <gasps> and it just missed me and then it scared it scared him so much that he woke up from it and then got out of bed screaming and I was like oh my god what is going on what is wrong and um, yeah he had sharted <laughs> and then I got so sorry for him he went down and like fixed himself up and I cleaned up the shit so you know in my mind it just reminded me of like when a little doggy like accidentally farts and wakes up from the dream like oh yeah it's like that panda that scares itself when it <laughs> sees its kid that's <laughs> That's what he was like. He was like, ah! <laughs> There's going to be so much shit talk in this episode, so oh. listeners beware. Oh my God, I'm so excited for shit talk. I love shit. It's my favorite topic. Shit and cunt. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Uh. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> okay, so can I just say, last week I saw the best movie of the decade. Mm, I'll be the judge of that. It was Hustlers. Your feelings go. Have you seen it? Did you watch it? Okay, I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. So you can't judge. So move on. Greatest movie of this decade. Okay, have you ever met me? I judge everything without having any prior knowledge about it. So I'm going to prejudge and say, terrible, not interested. But the fact that you're saying you like it actually means nothing to me. But my friend Roslyn, who is very much... I value her opinion in film. And mine is, what, complete garbage? Nailed it. And so, uh, and she would definitely not usually like a J-Lo film to start with, then a hustler, well, I know the premise of the film. Mm-hmm. She would definitely not like that type of film at all. And she said it was, quote, quite entertaining. Quite entertaining. So I was like, wow, okay, maybe it's I like will watch this. It's like the Great but- Wall of China is kind of long. Yes, I had to refer to something of my culture. Had to. Had to. <laughs> Viewers, that was 10 seconds. <laughs> Listeners, oh gosh. <laughs> Anyways. There's a, and I have to explain this. Does it have Lizzo in it? Oh, she was. You know what? Cardi B and Lizzo were, were only in it for a collective 10 minutes. Barely anything. Oh, really? But they were like made to be the showrunners. Yeah, like they were like on the poster. Yeah, it was really strange. But they yeah. were only for like maybe 10 minutes. I mean, legitimately had good scenes right but they kind of just played themselves it was like a cameo right, more okay. than anything mm. but the scene that i really want to dissect because mm-hmm. it should be part of a university curriculum go picture it j-lo picture. 
comes out in Fiona Apple's Criminal. You know the song. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Right. She's pole dancing in such a way that you forget she's a fully 50-year-old woman. Yeah. She's a... She's a vampire. Oh, I don't know what baby she eats. I don't know what amount of placenta that she drenches herself every night in. She has never looked better. Oh my God, did you see her on that Donatella runway? Holy fuck. It's like age didn't happen. It's like two de- It was almost two decades ago. But you know why? Why? She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't party. So I'm doomed. I'm Babes, not. I've got one foot in the ground. I've oh. got like hairlines going everywhere over my face. You know I drink, yeah. you know I drink sunscreen like it's... Capri Sun. That can't be extending your lifeline either. Oh, I know. You know, when I sometimes look at the mirror, I'm like, these train tracks on my forehead are so deep, I feel like it's etched into my genetics. There's nothing I can do about it. But J-Lo looks incredible. Flawless. And she is on that pole. Yeah. Reaching for the stars. And and these, so the premise obviously is like Wall Street uh, brokers. Tycoons, some would say. Traders, scumbags, and the scene is where they're just throwing dollar bills at her. Throwing dollar bills at her. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Yeah. Oh, and she's like rubbing the money all over her. Mind you, they're probably like ones and fives, but still a considerable amount. Like, I'd rub a few dollars over my body. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And she like, so she gathers all of this money, rubs it like his dove soap, walks off stage, goes like passes Constant Wu, and then says... Um, money makes me hard. <gasps> Ooh. Although, okay, you've just... So my mum uses Dove soap, and now all I can imagine <laughs> is my mum in the shower, like, rubbing dollar bills and saying money makes me really so hard. Look, and I just... No. Yes. No. You know, if that is no. her path, let her walk it. <laughs> that is not a path that I'm allowing her to walk down. <laughs> if that is her ministry, let her live her truth. Shut up, Yoda. No. <laughs> Get back in the kitchen, mum. Although... No, actually, edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do have to edit out? Every single time we high-pitched squeal, oh my god, that decibel mirror is deafening. so red. <laughs> it's like... And it's not just like jumps up and down red, it's red for full 10 seconds. Speaking of my goal in life, which mm. is the poll, I think that's what I should have said when my grade 2 teacher asked what I wanted to be when I grow up. Really? Mm. Oh my god, I always wanted to be a bricklayer. Why? That's such a hard job. I know. But, like, can you imagine if I had done that? One, I'd be a tradie. So, duh, hard. Two, bricklayer, like, built like a brick shit house. Brick reference. <laughs> it's <laughs> in the trade, back. guys. Good call back. Yeah. And three, loaded because, uh, duh, tradie, bricklayer, yeah, done. Great. I never wanted to be a graphic designer, but lo and behold. <laughs> no one did, duh. Oh. <laughs> Do you know, this is a depressing fact. The other day, my friend and I were at a cafe. And I was complaining about graphic design and what I wanted to be when I grow up. Mind you, I'm almost in my mid-30s. How terrifying is that? And I said, I can't do this anymore. This is fucked. Like, everybody and anyone is a graphic designer. My my cat's a graphic designer. Oh, who isn't? Uh. Seriously, my grandmother is a graphic designer in heaven somewhere. Designing, like, posters for Hong Kong and China. Um, So, anyways, he got up to have a cigarette. And the couple next to us were having the exact same conversation. No. Yes. These two ladies were going on about how, oh, God, I don't want to be UX, UI designer anymore. Being the front end designer is so bad. Mind you, that's a good paying job. Oh. Like user experience, user interface, like that's Mm. the top league of Mm. the design world. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we don't get paid well enough. We're pretty much just like 
being paid the same as an intern. So you've got nothing to look forward to in your career. It's done. It's downhill from here. What do I say to that? It's the truth. It's never hit me harder than now. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think our chairs are making way too much noise. It sounds like we're having sex on our podcast. (laughs) No. So, ooh, do you know what this reminds me of? When Carrie Bradshaw writes... She was on the project last night. Was she really? Yeah, I missed it. Oh. Oh, are we... That's empty. That's okay. Can we make it into... Okay. We're never going to get through this. Okay. Main topic of discussion. Yeah. (sighs) Inadequacy. Mm. Do you ever feel like an imposter or have feelings of inadequacy? Ooh. (laughs) Great great topic. It didn't sound rehearsed at all. I have given you a whole week to prepare this. And if you've given me nothing... You gave me two days. (laughs) I only got your notes last night. (laughs) We're winging it. We're winging it. We're so winging it. Um, every day of my life, every time I walk into the gym, every time that I walk into work, pretty much my whole entire life, so I we feel have, inadequate. We have less than 10 minutes in the studio. Wrap it up. Wrap Let's it go. up. Wrap it up. Where to begin? Because one thing I want to ask, yes, right? In terms of imposter, it always kind of relates to a work environment. Most people, when they feel like they're an imposter at work, mm. it's always because they feel like they're never good enough mm. in a work environment, mm. whether they're not as experienced or mm. whether they always feel like they've been hired by accident. It's like a well-known feeling. Mm. Do you ever feel that? No, as- I don't feel that. But you've changed Industries. So I've changed multiple jobs. No, not multiple jobs, but I have changed industries and I've landed quite a good job that has co- uh, very good career progression in multiple, uh, in across multiple fields, which is quite niche, but I don't feel inadequate at work because I'm quite good at my job. When you shifted into the industry, mm. did you feel like there's... Because you're I didn't, I, I didn't get the job uh, <clears throat> out of luck or by mistake because I nailed the interview and I thought I could definitely do it. I have a lot more inadequacies in every other area of my life apart from my work life. Okay, let me ask you yeah. this. What prompts you to feel adequate at work? Um, oh, because I'm, I know I'm like an incredibly hard worker. Like it's my constant thing in every job that I've ever had. Everyone says like my work ethic is insane so i i have no doubt even if i don't know a part of my role that well or i do like obviously you can't be great at everything in your role but the parts that i'm not so great i will consciously work on and develop and no matter how much time or effort it takes i i will master it eventually and there's always new things that you learn throughout your career as you go through it so and like any job so when i just come across those like hurdles i just master it I take as much time and, and energy and care in it to master it so I don't feel inadequate at it. So when do you when do you feel inadequate? As soon as I like leave my workplace. So everyday life. Everyday life. Everyday Every, life. Everyday life. Everyday life. Just gay culture, period. Like, that's the biggest one, especially, like, because considering we're two gay men, if you hadn't guessed already, uh, for those of you who are playing at home, uh, we are incredibly gay. And, um, like... There's so much inadequacy that is, like, fueled by the gay community. See, here's the thing for me. Which no one will admit to. Because we're also inclusive. And that is a good thing. Thank you. Don't roll your eyes at inclusivity. It's really important. It's really important. It's a really great thing. Does every single gay in the uh, gay community practice it? 
Fuck no. Thank you. Mm-mm. I rest my case. Thank you. <clears throat> so, fucking Judge Judy over here. Oh, I my rest my case. Oh, baloney. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I totally feel. I mean, hello. This is why I don't go out. Apart from the fact that I feel tired at 9 p.m., I'm this seriously 80. Although, one glass of white wine in Anderson is a good time. Oh, I give blowjobs to chairs. Did I ever tell you I did You don't need one? a glass of wine. Oh, <laughs> I know. Anything wooden, just slightly suggestive of wood, I'm there. Um, I feel the most inadequate surrounded by those who are comfortable and good at what they do. Right. In so, any situation. In any situation. Okay. So... A really good example. Podcasting. <laughs> oh, I'm a champ at this. So a good example was last week. Right. So last week, Jack took me to a powerhouse exhibition. Oh, she's fancy. Uh, I mean, I'm cultured. It's the Jenny Key and Linda Jackson fashion exhibition. Mm. So they're like the, and they were there at the exhibition. It was the premiere. And it was kind of like the who's who of the arts and culture world of like, Sydney anyways. You're loving dropping this story. Oh, I name drop mm. like the H-bomb. I love it. Oh, no, I can't say that. I can't say, I can't say the H-bomb. What's the H-bomb? The bomb that they dropped like in Japan. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, Asian, you're Asian. You can not, say that. I'm not that type of Asian. I can't say that. No, oh. I don't. Um, Aren't they all the same, though? Uh, okay. That was a joke, listeners. That was a joke. <laughs> joke, 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 joke. And everybody who was anyone, the whole ploy of Sydney was there. Right. It was kind of like the Met Gala, except, like, really affordable. Wow. Okay, I think we're stretching this No. <laughs> everybody was glamorous. There was champagne. There was, like, unlimited gin, unlimited drinks, canapes to the hearts galore. And everybody was there. Okay, so someone... <laughs> Is this show sponsored by gin? Why does gin get an exclusive <laughs> shout-out? Oh, my. It was... I don't know what... Anyways, I felt so... Gross, and I felt so underdressed. I just felt like I didn't belong. Someone we both know saw me there, came up to me, gave me the kiss kiss on the cheek, mm. and was like, Why are you here? First thing she said, So good to see you. Why are you here? And I'm like, Thanks. Can I say, I need to say my favorite word. Oh no. Like, no. I won't, but the, the listeners know what no, it is. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. So yeah, she said that to me. I'm saying, Made me cunt. Feel great. What a cunt. cunt <laughs> such cunt. And, but the thing is, she is so good at her job. And so was everyone. Everybody was just like creme de la creme of what they do. Everybody was successful. Well, you know, from like the the outside, everybody was passionate about what they did. And but, I think... Mm, but mm, not in this case, though. Like, yeah, she could be great at what she did. Like, everyone, yeah, everyone super successful, great, glitz, glam, whatever. But she was just being like a no, bitch. not just Like her. that comment, that comment, though. Everybody. That comment in particular everybody. was bitchy. True, that comment was bitchy. Yeah, and just a shit thing to say. Of course. Don't be a shit person. It's like was... when people say, oh, you look really tired. I don't know why people say that. Uh, like, why do people say that? Because Everyone knows it's a shit thing to say. Because don't it's not say even it. a euphemism by this point. It's pretty <laughs> much a direct slap in the face insult. Yeah. You look tired equals to your, your shit. Shit. You. You, your face, your personality, everything about you today is shit. Shit. I love shit. But not that type of shit. Right. And the worst part was, so my partner Jack works in an arts company. He runs his own arts company. It's niche, but, you know, pretty prominent in his field. He knew pretty much everybody there. Mm. So everybody was giving him like a on the cheeks. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. one was paying me attention. As 
Okay, so as the night wore on, mm-hmm. he latched onto one of his designers. So right. he saw a designer that he recognized and was like, you know, chit-chatting with him. He is, by the way, this most gorgeous Adonis. He's blonde. I don't even like blondes, but he's the type of blonde that's passable. Mm. You know, yeah. just like... Yeah, I got you. Oh, and he was like young, working on so many like prominent projects. Just perfection. And yeah. he smelled good. Yeah. He smelled really good. Oh, God, I like, love that. He smelled like cinnamon and success. Mm, not a fan of cinnamon smell, but success is very sexy and oh. very, smells great. It was amazing. Mm. I just wanted to, like, dig myself into his armpit. Success and Tom Ford. Oh. Yeah. Butter that up and sell it for two ninety nine. Anyways, we were talking. He was going on, and he looked at me. So, conversation turned. He looked at me and said, so what are you up to? So, me in situations like this, I often deflect. So, I did the whole, like, oh, I'm not doing much. Life is boring. Ha, ha, ha. I kind of downplay what I'm doing. Yeah. Even though work could be really stressful or busy. I'm like, no one wants to hear something about me. She's no one- modest. Modest or feeling inadequate? Oh, well, I'm just trying to put a good spin on it. She's yes. modest, but real inadequate. Oh, truly. And before I said, oh, you know, before I played my deflecting card, mm. Jack turns to him and said, oh, don't you know, Andy's starting a podcast. Oh, God. Oh, dear Lord. Why? Andy Why? is starting a podcast. <laughs> Do you know? Stop that, talking. That moment, oh. I almost shot. Oh, my God. I fully felt my sphincter. I felt it. I felt it loosen up. And I felt my spirit drift from my body. Why would you say that? In 2019, saying that you're starting a podcast is like saying, look at my macaroni art. Or Or like you're the Kennedy Davenport of Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) You took me back to 2016. (gasps) So thank you. I mean, why? And the thing is, poor Jack, he was trying to be supportive and helpful and lovely, but I just wanted to. I I literally grabbed his arm and I squeezed for dear life because I felt. Never mention that in public again. I felt the humiliation just rise and brim. It's like when we went to the Beresford that time and we were telling everyone that we were starting a podcast. And like, I know I was like excited and telling them that we were going to do a podcast, but like, really, we're going to do a podcast. And everyone was like, oh. No, no, no. They, They did have the moment of excitement. And then someone was like, oh. I, I know someone who's... It's like when I say I'm a graphic designer or someone else is like, I know a graphic designer. Who doesn't? We just established that your cat is a graphic designer. No, they're like, you're the cockroaches of the world. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody. We're nothing special. Although, that being said, please listen to us again. Oh, God, we are special. Please, 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 please. We need you. <laughs> We're nothing without you. <laughs> <laughs> We're two nothings doing a nothing podcast, and this is nothing, and we've got nothing else. Oh, nothing. completely. We're inadequate and got nothing. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Not so inadequate that we have to go on about it. <laughs> so, yeah, so after he said that, I just felt like complete and utter shit. Mm. Oh, and this is the part of the story that I did not write in my notes. Ooh. But we don't do notes because this is all ad lib. Oh, impromptu. Off the cuff. Improv. Mm. Natural. Theatre sports. <laughs> You're going to love this part. Oh, God. So I was already feeling, I was feeling mortified. Right. Completely. Humiliated. Oh, of course. So this designer's boyfriend or boyfriends or who knows why, his little posse comes and starts talking to us. They were all gorgeous and in the design world or actors. We all know about actors. Oh, well. 
98% unemployment rate. Good luck to him. <laughs> He's not that successful. www.seek.com.au. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they were going on about their daily life and being beautiful. And, and they were passing. So the wait staff were passing around like nibbles and canapes. canapes. And one of them was shrimp. So as, by the way, Jack was following the waist staff the whole night. He wasn't even mingling. The whole point of him being there was to mingle with everybody. He basically found where they were coming from, from the kitchen, and just, like, rooted himself there for oh the God, whole he's night. he's one of them. I love him. Uh, so he was there for a free meal. Oh, he ate his, he ate his fill. He ate his fill of finger food the size of my pinky. Wow. He went for doubles, triples. <laughs> <laughs> Triple Axel. No shame. Oh, no I shame, Tonya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, coming back, they were talking. There, you know, butterfly kisses all around, mm. and they were passing shrimp. Mm. And to deflect, so small caveat: I think I'm allergic to shrimp. Right. So I definitely think I'm lactose intolerant. Although who knows? Because I drink enough bubble tea to shit my pants every day. <laughs> I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm allergic to anything that I just don't like. So as we were having it, I think my throat was closing up. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. And the thing was, because I was already mortified, this is the last thing that's going to, I mean, great. I was having an anaphylactic shock. I was like, this is happening. And I said, oh guys, um, I think my throat's closing oh up. Oh God, you're that guy. And they were, and Jack is like, no, I've seen you had shrimp before. I'm like, support me on this. Support me on this. Wow. And so I was there, like, stroking my throat as oh. though it was clamping up. And they were all staring at me like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just... I, I oh, my can't. God, you're inadequate and making a scene. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, my God, how? Because, so we walked away because I said, I think I just need some fresh air. I think I just need to breathe. I just need, I need oh, an EpiPen. Drama queen. I need an EpiPen. So we walked away. And then Jack turns to me and is like, what's, what's happening? What's that about? And I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted to get out of the conversation. But I do think I might be allergic to shrimp. He's like, I've seen you eat literally buckets of shrimp at Star City Buffet. Sorry. So you're not allergic to shit. What you are allergic to is people surrounding you who are successful. I mean, this is why I love them. Truly, the banter. Whoa. As we were walking away, we bumped into them again, right? Right. And one of the guys, I will never let this down. This is going to be tattooed on my forehead. He goes, oh, look. He's like, I don't think you're allergic to shrimp. I just think you don't want to talk to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my holy hell. He called me out. He called me out. Wow. Whoa. But then do you think that's an inadequacy on his part? Because he thought oh. that you were better than him? And, like, even though he is pu- beautiful and successful, well, he might be... in Sydney. Oh, he's the, the actor. actor said that. Well, I don't Classic. know if he's an actor. I just kind of wish he was because that means he'd probably be unemployed. So, continue. Yeah, well, then you've got that on him, doll, so don't worry about that. But, yeah, mm, I think that says more about him than it does about you. You're so sweet to try to make me feel better, but no. Let's be yeah, honest. I don't believe it. Yeah. I was the guy pretending to have allergic reaction to shellfish. I was that guy. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, no, not great. Imposters. I just think, well, the, um, the inadequacy is an imposter thing. It's so prevalent. And like, it's been talked about so much, but it is like that social media whole hype. It's that fantasy. So I have a great story. I know someone. Let's call her... Sophie. Um, thank God that wasn't her last, uh, real name. <laughs> uh, but so she's on Instagram and she's like, 
gorgeous and she's doing all these beautiful like um photos and she's like traveling all over the world and she's like you know in a bit and she's just like fucking insta famous and then i found out the other day she's living out of her car (gasps) like and i always thought that was actually bullshit like it's an inflamed story to like shock everyone but like no i know this girl like she i uh, but i don't know her that well obviously but like on instagram she like is it living the dream life no Living in her car. Oh my god! So, oh, well, first of all, I do not feel glee over that story. That's horrible. That is honestly one of my fears: oh, is to be, you know, like that's disenfranchised. A sad, that's a sad part of inadequacy. Oh, and like, I mean, that's beyond sad. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, so wow. She's still living in her car, <gasps> but still what? posting amazing photos from like Ibiza. What? As though she's feel like living the dream. Yeah. That she's living the dream because she obviously feels so inadequate in her circles, and this is a young oh, straight girl. So awful. Yeah. So where it's like it, everyone feels it, and especially with social media these days, and everything, it's all a oh, lie. I know. That's why I hate but the thing media. is, the thing is, the lie is so prevalent. Yeah. It is so. It's so insidious because we spend so much time on our phones. Yeah. I mean, I cannot go anywhere without obviously scrolling through my feeds, and so when you see this, you're being bombarded with. Photoshop images, I get it, but still images nonetheless, celebrating something you don't have. Totally. It makes you crazy. It drives you insane. And that's what fuels inadequacy. And that's what fuels everything that we've talked about today. Like by like tenfold, because every single moment of every single day, we're scrolling through a feed that has beautiful muscular jocks. Completely curated. Oh, completely. Like photo shoot after photo shoot after photo shoot these people have. Or like beautiful bikini like clad women. Or like there's no it's all fake. I know. And like, why do we, and like, obviously our self-esteem is like, like below the basement. Like we've dug down from the basement into like our early grave. Ashley. Yeah. I faked having an anaphylactic shock over shrimp. So it's not below the basement. It's like bunker level at this point. <laughs> so, Did you use your EpiPen to dig the hole? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the part where I always fail when you... And I have nothing to say. Oh, she's witty. Uh, just for tonight, anyways. Uh, right. Um, imposter syndrome. Actual imposter syndrome is a person at work. Mm. So there's a person at work who recently quit, resigned. <clears throat> so we'll call him Andre. He was hired because they were meant to hire someone called Andrew. But they got the names mixed up. That doesn't actually happen. It happened. So they hired Andre. So the marketing manager, when she came, she had a break. So she had a break and they were doing the hiring process. She recommended Andrew. And when she came back, she's like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's the person that you hired. And she's like, no, 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 no. I wanted to hire Andrew. Who's that? And they're like, it's Andre. Wow. Attention to detail, guys. Mm. So anyways, for six years... Shut Andre. up. Andre was employed at our place for six years. And everybody hated Andre. <gasps> Truly the only time where I do think imposter syndrome was a real thing. That's a good story. I know. Not for Andre. <laughs> <laughs>
If you're listening out there, Andre, no one liked you for six years. <laughs> did he have a farewell party? Ooh. Although you did work in graphic design, I guess there's not much money to go around just be splurging on a farewell. Do you know what, though? That being said, whenever people have a birthday party, oh, mm. no, sorry, not birthday party. When, whenever people have birthdays, mm. they always do the obligatory cake mm. with, like, the saddest arrangement of chips and lollies. And we all have to be herded into the kitchen and they sing the happy birthday song. See, I don't get that because, like, why don't you spend all the money on a really decent cake and not have secondary snacks around it. So you've got one beautiful cake to give, not like fill it out. It's like when you give five shitty presents. You could just use all that money to buy one good present. Note, and Anderson, note. This is why I'm going to be poor, because I'm totally the former and not the latter. I would rather spend like $10 on a whole bunch of crappy presents. Oh, no, no. Mm. Yes, no. So anyways, I was going to say, mm. how would you... I, I read this article about getting over inadequacy. Right. And there was... God, how, sign me up. How do you do that? Oh, totally. God. So one of the articles I read was, full disclosure, when I say one of the articles I read, it was BuzzFeed. Mm. Oh, are they all? I mean, I take BuzzFeed as my literal news source. Oh, absolutely. I, will, I barely read. So if I can read a BuzzFeed article, I'm look, I'm up in the world. I'm slow clapping you for not reading, but we'll get, back. We'll get to that next week. We'll okay. Get mm-hmm. They were saying, you know, you talk to someone at work. If you're feeling inadequate at work, talk to someone at work. But my advice, though, this be is... Be careful who you talk to because they will bring you down. Exactly. So be careful who you talk to, mm. but do speak to people and be honest with them if you feel like you can trust them. Because most of the times, even if you are doing something wrong, they can give you pretty good constructive feedback. Right. Yeah. Because I think at work, people do want you to succeed again, depending on who. I don't think, though, you should talk to your boss. Definitely not. Oh, oh my God. Absolutely don't talk, talk to your boss. That's, no, 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 no. But you want to talk to someone on the same level as you because literally everyone is just after their workplace environment to be easier for them. If you're not great at your job, you're making the other person's job harder because they're either going to have to like pick up after you or just like take on more of the burden if you're not doing like the best possible job that you can be doing. So definitely, yeah, I would say talk to someone on the same level as you and then and work it out. And that would probably help you because it will make their life easier. Exactly. People are selfish. People oh, are selfish. totally. So, I yeah. know. I don't know if people are selfish, but oh, I do. 100% are. Yes. I do. I believe people out in, there, you're all selfish. I do believe in the betterment of people. No, you I, don't. You do not believe that. I do. This oh, is my a- God. I've known you for fuck loads of years. You do not believe that. I, to a small extent. He's full, he's lying to you, listeners. He's lying. I am full of shit. Yeah, Just like Ash's partner. No, I do believe in the betterment of people to a small extent. Anyways, they were saying that it does help because it gives you that sort of level field, that field to play with. Mm. Um, you also have like solidarity and you have someone that might, like, might have your back and like is trying to help you. It's, really, oh, it's quite nice. Camaraderie. Absolutely. Exactly. Camaraderie. Um, and to understand that everything has its time. When you see people who are succeeding far beyond what you think you can, you need to understand that they probably took years and years to get where they are. And I know it's obvious when we say it, but we don't think it. Like Yeah, but we all want stuff right now. Oh, That's we, the problem with this young generation. I don't think it's young. I think it's every generation. Mm. I think we are all so obsessed with the now mm. that we need it now without realizing like it takes years of training and it probably takes years of this feeling of inadequacy to overcome before you get to the point where you are comfortable with yourself yeah um 
I was actually looking back on that the other day. I was thinking, like, now that I earn a decent salary. Don't brag, because I am I'm still... Not, I am not going to brag. I would never brag this around you, but I would definitely am. I mean, your no. smile is stretched like a Cheshire cat, so calm down. <laughs> but no, like, now I earn a decent salary. Do you know my salary is just above the poverty line? Unsurprising. Yeah. Graphic so, designer. <laughs> yeah. So I earn a decent salary above the poverty line. But I was thinking, I was remembering when I was, like... 18, 19, 20, 21, and I had, like, shitty part-time jobs and I was studying and I was, like, all I ever wanted to earn was, like, kind of, like, the salary that I'm on now. And I was, like, when will this day come? I wish it. I want it now. I want, like, imagine all the fun, cool things and holidays I could go on or buy when I was that age. And now that I have it, I'm, like, oh, it did come to me eventually. Like, you do get there eventually. Some of us do. So, Ashley, I am looking at you and I'm smiling, but you don't understand. I'm biting my tongue. Oh, see, the thing is, I know it's not about money. I know that. But it, for me, it's about competency in my field. And I don't feel like I'm at that level yet where I'm really competent and skilled. So that's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I know I'm good at what I do, but I just think for every 10 person I think I'm better than, there are thousands who are so much more skillful and also good at marketing themselves. And I know it's not a competition, but it is hard for me to not feel that way. But it is. Mm. Hello? Are you crazy? But no, it shouldn't be, though. But shouldn't be. I mean, this is the whole point, right? We we shouldn't compare ourselves to others because we are going to get there someday, or hopefully we're going to get to the point we want to be at someday. Mm. I'm so torn on this because... Mm, yeah, okay. It's, it's like when parents say to their children, you can be whatever you want to be and you will be the best. Mm. Okay, that is kind of the American dream. Oh, my God. And it's so deluded and so stupid. A like, little bit. It's a little bit. Well, because if, I, if, if that was true, I would be a bricklaying op- uh, optometrist. Oh, I would be dancing on the pole. I would be having my dream life. I would be rubbing money hopefully $10 bills all over my body, working that pole, twerking with my non-existent Asian ass, Mm. living the dream. Well, we're podcasting, so take that, (laughs) mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I mean. Like, I'm so torn because, like, yes, I, like, no, I've lost it. I don't know. I just think it's all a bunch of shit and we get lied to all our lives and we'll be, and we'll try and better ourselves. Well, there'll always be someone better, but we can just be out the best version of us, which is lovely and inspirational. And I I think that's where we should leave it though. I it think will be the yeah, best version of That's us. interesting. No, no, no. I kind of you know what? I aspire to that. The best version of me is what I aspire to be. But it won't stop you hating on the pretty successful gays. It doesn't even have to be pretty successful gays. Just pretty successful people. Oh yeah, no, that's what I mean. I mean, and at this at this event, they were everywhere. But like you being your best self will not stop that attitude. No, but it would ma- And FYI, everyone has an attitude. We're just say, talking about it. I know, that's And true. everyone can be self-righteous and, like, write in all the hate mail they want. Everyone feels that way. I know. I know. I should have just... But, that being said, if I was at a level where I was comfortable in myself, then maybe I wouldn't be so self-hating at that place. Oh, uh, no, totally. If you felt like you could hold your own, mm. then totally. Do you know who I should really channel? Who? Because I've been watching clips of this every goddamn day of my life. I should channel Samantha Jones. Uh, okay, yeah. You're not agreeing no, no, with no. me on this? Well, I'm a Miranda. Oh, so God. We've gone there. We've gone there. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. definitely a Miranda. And everyone always says, oh, my God, she's the worst character. She's the best. She's the most real. Tying all the way back to, like, inadequacies and, like, 
Fucking let's be real. Do you know what my biggest fear so is? Be Miranda. My biggest fear is that people listening to this mm. wouldn't even get the references. Ah, oh, isn't it terrifying? Seriously. I mean, this conversation we've had since like 2002, mm. my fear is that people will be listening to this going, who's Miranda? Um, that's so true because we had a conversation with a girl the other day. She's 32 and said, who's Judy? Yes, listeners, as in who's Judy Garland. Oh, you know what? Fuck this. We. She nearly got her fag hag card revoked. No, 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 no. People need to know their history. Do you know what I hate when yeah, people that's only like pop culture reference? When people can only quote RuPaul as though it's the only source uh, of gay history. Boring. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I do know that Stonewall was 1969. Thank you very much. Did people die there? No, Derek Barry. They did not. <laughs> Thanks, Willem. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. Uh, and look, I hate when we just the people just do RuPaul quotes and references and analysis. <laughs> we just like ran on that tangent, didn't we? Because it's so easy to do.